everyone. Good morning. Welcome, welcome. Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital, Medically Speaking, and we're Medically Speaking in the morning um, today. Um, and we are our topic today, and we are titling Foodie Duty. I know that sounds kind of crazy. So it's Foodie Duty, D-U-T-Y. Um, and it is a topic that was set out to us by the Spirit of Women Network, which we are part of, and they are our Friday morning um, programming is through our Spirit of Women Network. And they came up with this topic in regards to how we prepare and plan food for our family. And we wanted to coordinate this with Colorectal Awareness Month, which it is this month. Uh, Colorectal Awareness Month is really a, a really big topic throughout the month of March. We're going to be dedicating uh, the rest of this month to colorectal topics. So we thought today we'd start out by how we keep our colorectal health, how we prevent colorectal cancer through the foods that we eat. So it really was timely um, with the spirit of women coming forth with this topic for us for this month. So, you know, when we talk about food, um, impact our family health through meal planning and preparation is huge. You may not consider yourself a gourmet chef or a fine uh, fine food preparer aficionado, but what you eat and how you prepare your food for yourself and your family can keep you help, healthy and prevent serious illness for you and your family members. And again, this is why we're bringing in um, a dietitian today to talk about some of the foods that can help us prevent colorectal cancer and also help us um, for proper nutrition throughout our everyday lives all the time. So with me today, I'm very excited to have from our food nutrition services and our nutrition counseling center, Pam Doubleday. Hi, Pam. Hi, Robin. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have you here today. I've been wanting to have you here for a while. You've been at a lot of our Spirit of Women events throughout the last couple of years, and it's really exciting to have you here live and in person Thank you. on the radio. So Pam, as I said, is a registered dietitian. And, you know, before we start along this, I think there's some confusion out there as to, you know, nutritionists and nutrition counseling and registered dietitians. So, you know, being a registered nurse myself, I know it's really important to emphasize what the different roles are, what they mean, so that our community understands when they're working with a certain healthcare professional, they know what that standard is and what the criteria is for you to become a registered dietitian. So maybe tell me a little bit about your journey. Certainly. So when you become a registered dietitian, you do the four-year Bachelor of Science degree, um, obviously at a, at a uh, reputable college or university. And then what you need to do to become a registered dietitian is you need to do an extra year where you do an internship. And that extra year puts you in the community, it puts you in the hospital, in a long-term care facility, and then you have to uh, complete that. It's a registered program, and then you need to um, pass a national exam. So yeah, you do the, the, and you get the state licensure. It's very much like the registered nurses do, and a lot of our healthcare professionals do. They have to go through the license every year, right? Absolutely. And you also have to update uh, through education. Uh, we're a part of uh, AND, our organization, and we have to get a certain amount of credit educational credits every five years to update our license. You know, and that's so important, too. I mean, continuing education is a huge part. I mean, as a registered nurse myself, and a kind of not sitting in the 
typical role of a registered nurse. My specialty is really more physicians, you know, working as a physician liaison. But what I try to do is to stay current on a lot of the trending topics and do, you know, my my continuing educations on a variety of things, which I think is so huge just to give you that vast resource of continuing education. So what drew you to St. Mary's Hospital? Well, I have a family. Um, uh, My daughter's um, a senior and I wanted to be in the local area, and I have always wanted to, from the beginning, work in the community. Right. And wanted to help. Uh, there's a growing obesity um, epidemic, diabetes, mm. and I wanted to make sure, um, I wanted to do prevention. Right. And I think that's so, and that's what this topic is today. It has a lot to do with prevention. Yes. Right. You know, yes. talk about food preparation. And, and I'm sure people come to you routinely and say to you, how do I stay consistent? Because I think that's the biggest problem. I know it was my husband's birthday yesterday. So ha- shout out to my husband. Happy oh, birthday, happy Rich birthday. Sells. Um, I won't give his age away. But as he says, you know what? When you stop having birthdays, then you have to start worrying. So <laughs> He's silly. But, you know, he he's been really doing well since Christmas time trying to eat healthier and last night being his birthday we went out for dinner and he was so worried about our food choices going out to dinner so you know when you are trying to live a healthier lifestyle it is an everyday thing correct that's right and it's that food planning and preparation that i think is so hard and you have to stay so focused Mm -hmm. but it's so hard to do that right there's so many temptations um, going out to dinner, um, lots of restaurants now, though, are really catering to a healthier lifestyle. Mm. So when you look at the menu, you can look at the lighter fare. Um, there's sides now. Right. So you can basically um, make, a pl- make your own plate if you don't want to do a main entree. So I encourage people to do that. Look at the calories. Look at the fat. Mm. And... Um, you can stay away from the fried stuff. Exactly. I know. Right. And, and, and he was funny last night. We were really going through the process and looking. He goes, what should I do? Should I do the risotto because it's got seafood on it? Or should I do the pork chop? I said, do the pork chop because the risotto is going to have butter and cream in there in that rice. So it's going to have less fat. It's going to have less fat <laughs> if you do the pork chop and have uh, and have the root vegetables on the side. He was funny. So, you know, and, it, and you have to start thinking that way. Right. You know, and you can still enjoy your food. Yes. And one of the things they're going to be doing is putting out a new label. Mm-hmm. It's going to um, accentuate um, like the fiber, the fat. They're going to break out the saturated fat. So look for that. And, and they're doing that also in restaurants now. So that's important. So I don't want to throw you off topic too much. But as you say things, it makes me think, makes me think of things. So right. saturated fat is so confusing. That's the fat we want to stay away from. Correct? That's correct. So right. what is... Why is saturated fat so bad for us? Okay, so the saturated fat is the fat found in animal foods. There is a tiny amount in nuts. But saturated fat, we now know, is one of the leading causes of the formulation of plaque in the oh. arteries. Oh. Right. So the, the liver takes the saturated fat and, and deposits can deposit plaque. So we recommend... Um, only 7 to 10% of the diet should be saturated fat. So basically what you're doing is you're taking a percentage of your calories daily. Right. That's in, And that's hard because you got to know those calories. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later because we want to talk about the do one thing at the end and yeah. talk a little bit about that. But, you know, that's hard. You need to know where you want to be calorie rise. It's math, right? Yes, but if you think of it very simply, the way I want people to think of it is, if there's very there's very little saturated fat in 
plant-based foods. Mm. So if you're doing, and that's my plea, it recommends um, you know, making half your plate Right. vegetables, mm-hmm. eating at least three fruits a day, and then making a smaller amount of your plate, the animal foods. Right. You know, that three to four ounces. That's the way to keep your saturated fat to a minimum. You know, and so many people will think, okay, uh, it's okay for me to eat a nice big piece of steak with a salad, but if they're eating iceberg lettuce, they're really not getting anything out of it. And if they're not adding it to or pouring creamy dressing on it, that's not helping. Exactly. So what you're looking to do is you're looking to, and, and we'll tie this into the, the, the colon Awareness Month, a shout out to all my patients who come to see me, fiber. Oh, yeah. Fibra. Yeah, fibra. <laughs> is that what they say to you? Oh, how cute. Yes. So I always make a big part of what I talk about to my patients, and it goes across all disease states. Yeah. It goes across the, for the colon, for the heart, um, everything. Right. It's fiber. It's fiber. Yes. So, you know, when we looked at, you know, the thing about Spirit of Women, which is really nice, they give us a toolkit, and they give us, and so you and I met, yes. and they had some healthy points here, and I, you were elaborating on them, and I said, you know, this is great. Let's follow this blue print a little bit just so we get the information out to everybody but you have such a resource in you that we end up going off target but that's okay because i want to make sure the audience gets your knowledge and and gets the awareness that you can bring them and if you do have questions please feel free to call in 203-757-1320 i mean you have a dietitian right here at your beck and call so certainly call in so one of the points they bring about is Grocery shopping. So that's where all meal planning starts, right? right? In the grocery store. Yes. So what do you recommend when someone's going into a grocery store? So go into the grocery store and what we obviously where we want you to start because you need to make half your plate of fruits and vegetables is in the produce section, Mm -hmm. right? And very, um, use your circular. I'm Mm -hmm. very big on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Use your circular before you go and see what's on sale. Right. Fruits, vegetables. Okay. Try. I try to get people to try different fruits, different vegetables, because uh-huh. each food, what's really important to remember, is each food has a unique nutrition profile. Mm. So if you eat a banana every day, you're only getting certain nutrients. So mm. what I try to get you to do is eat, try different fruits, different vegetables. Okay, color, mm. bright purple, orange, beta carotene. Every day you need 13 vitamins, 15 minerals, so do a wide variety of produce, and that's going to cover all your vitamin and mineral bases. And you're talking about fruits, you know, and different types of fruits. I mean, and that's another piece to colorectal health, right? Yes. Is fruits is a lot of fruit in, in your diet. Absolutely. Because it provides fiber, right? Yeah. So let's talk about fiber very quickly. Um, for men and women, for women, it's um, 21 to 25 grams of fiber a day. Okay. Over 50, it goes down to 21. Okay. For men, it's 30 to 38 grams of fiber a day. Okay. For um, under 50, it's 38, and over 50, it's 30. So you can begin to see, and so the way you should look at that is about 10, 8 to 10 grams of fiber at each meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So so you get that from fruits, you get that from vegetables, right? Grains, beans, nuts, and seeds. Wow. So even if you're having breakfast and you maybe don't have fruit involved in it, say you have say an egg whites or something, right? So you just have some egg whites. Add some nuts, have a little bit of nuts on the side, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Add a, add a beautiful piece of fruit. Piece of fruit. Yes. You know, what was interesting you said, too, was when you were talking about the different profiles that the fruits have. Right. So... Some people eat the same thing. Right. So is that maybe why some people get so stuck and they kind of reach a plateau? 
on weight loss because their body's getting used to the same things and we're not challenging it? Yes, I think definitely. I think um, we, when I was talking about that, I was referring more to like the nutrient content right. of the diet so they can be more um, nutrient deficient right? That's in it. certain vitamins and minerals. That's so. I can't believe we're halfway done. Johnny's telling me we need to take a break. So we will do that. We're going to take a quick, quick break and come right back. Excellent. Welcome back, everyone. Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital, Medically Speaking. And we are Medically Speaking for our Friday morning show, which is part of our Spirit of Women Network. And today's topic, foodie duty, as we call it, D-U-T-Y. I know it sounds crazy, but that is the name that they gave it. So it's really talking about healthy eating. And, you know, it's our duty to maintain healthy foods in our family and our, our routine and hopefully prevent some diseases and maintain good, healthy habits for our family and it looks like we have a call too johnny we have a call so why don't we start with that call we have with us today pam doubleday who is a registered dietitian and part of our saint mary's hospital family at our food nutrition services so i am going to welcome our caller hello you have a call for us i mean a question for us yes thank you for taking the call absolutely uh i eat a lot of fruit i mean a bowl of fruit like berries and strawberries at first glance, that might sound healthy. What I'm calling about, and I'll hang up after I ask the question, is if I eat a lot of fruit like blueberries and strawberries, what about the sugar? There's a lot of sugar in fruit. Am I asking a good question, and may I hang up? Okay, you're asking a great question, and I'm going to let Pam take that. Thank you. Well, thank you for calling in. Thank you for your question. And that's an excellent question because people um, ask that a lot about fruit. But what you have to remember is that fruit has fiber in it, along with water, vitamins, minerals. Okay, The sugar in the fruit is a natural sugar, and it's attached to the fiber. So as your stomach breaks down the fiber, the sugar is attached to it. So it only lets the sugar go out very slowly out to the bloodstream. That's the key to the fiber. Wow. So that's why sugar's healthy versus drinking a juice, like an apple juice, where the fiber is taken out. It has 31 grams in an 8-ounce container, and all that sugar will rush out to the blood because there's no fiber. So it's not attached to the fiber to slow the process down? Exactly. Okay. Yes. That's interesting. You know, but if we add sugar to it, that's different, right? Yes. So you add sugar to your strawberries and your berries. Right. So don't do that. Try to just enjoy the natural sugar in the fruit, the fiber. You have all the vitamins and minerals that you're getting oh, also released into the blood. So that's the key to the fruit is the fiber. So when we were talking a few minutes, thank you so much for calling in. That's a great question. So I learned something, too. When we were talking a few minutes ago, we were talking about um, calories, and we were talking about fiber, and you're talking about the nutrients and something, but not all calories are alike, right? Right. As we were saying. So maybe you can yes. enlighten us on that a little. Absolutely. So we take fruit into that. Um, there's a concept that I want everyone to think about, and it's called nutrient density. And basically, what that means is how many nutrients are in the foods you're eating which is very important because every day, again, we're looking to eat food to keep our bodies lean and strong, foods that are low in fat but high in nutrients because we need a lot of vitamins and minerals every day. So the highest nutrient-dense foods are fruits and vegetables, vegetables mm. being the best. Mm-hmm. Okay, So that's why we want you to put more of those fruits, vegetables, same thing with grains, beans, 
please try beans. Beans are loaded with fiber, iron, protein, an excellent source of fiber to the body. I use beans constantly because they're also a protein replacement. Absolutely. Especially during this time of year for those of us that are observing Lent and now today's Friday so we can't have you know we can't have our uh, protein in a meat form. Um, we usually have it in a bean form or yes. something along those lines. So I usually add a lot of beans. With very low fat and no saturated fat. Yeah and they're excellent for you. Excellent. And your body digests them well. Very well. So important. And what the science shows us is that it takes time to digest the outer coating of the bean. It takes longer, so it actually burns more calories. Wow. Fascinating. I don't want to get too far off the sugars because I think the sugar piece is also something we should talk about with the added sugars, right? Yes. So when you're looking at a food label Mm -hmm. and you're looking at something that contains sugar, what should you be looking for? So... The label will tell you what's in the product by weight. So if in the first five ingredients you see sugar, it's going to mean that it has a lot of sugar in it. So it shouldn't be one of the first top five, right? That's right. So you have to stay away from it. Because total sugars is a big deal. Yes, absolutely. And especially we talked about the fact that you want the sugar attached to fiber. Because if you're drinking something like a juice with 31 grams of sugar, that's going to seriously, that 31 grams of sugar is going to rush out to the blood. No fiber holding in the stomach. I I never knew that. And that's going to really, for people who have like diabetes, that can be very dangerous. right? Now, how about carbohydrates? So carb- carbohydrates is such a big deal now. You right. know, we keep seeing and you keep seeing it on labels and I, I know I I always try to pick something low carb, but like if you eat beans, it's high carb. Right. But you add beans, you're like, oh no, I just added like 20 grams of carbs to my meal. But just always remember the fiber. So if it's a plant-based food, it's a natural sugar. It has the fiber, so the fiber will slow the sugar out to the blood. Beware of what's called refined carbohydrates. Okay. The refined carbohydrates have the fiber stripped out. Oh. Okay, so what is a refined carbohydrate? Whites, all your whites. White bread. White rice. White rice, right? Cookies, candy, anything made with a white flour. Okay, Ooh, juices, like soda. Italian bread. <laughs> but you could have one slice. One slice. And that's it. And try to add a lot points. of other fiber. It's only two points. <laughs> to the meal. Yeah, so you could just have one, but maybe you could spread some hummus on it. Hummus is excellent. Beans, right? right. Chickpeas. So so a trick I was told by a dietitian way back was your carbohydrates should be, your protein should be, it should be two to one. So if you have, say you have 30 carbs, it has to have at least 15 proteins. Is that that correct? That's a kind of a funny formula. That's a good way to look at it. Um, But. The thing that people that I want to get across today is that a lot of your carbohydrates, okay, so let's look at beans, vegetables, grains, they all have protein. Right, so they balance the carb. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's all in one, it's all in the food together. So you don't have to look necessarily always at the protein and the carbs separate. Oh. Yeah, you got to look at it as one unit. Yeah. But guys, I said to you, when you add beans and it raises my carbs, I get very nervous because that makes it more points. <laughs> but it's slowing those carbs out to the blood. So that's the key. That's awesome. I never yeah. realized that. It slows down the process. The fiber yes. almost acts like a sponge, right? Yes, it does. So then it releases it, it. Is that is that yes. kind of like... And the, so let's talk about that sponge, right? Yeah. That the fiber does. Yep. 
because it's colon awareness month, right? Right. So that all that fiber that you're eating, right? There's two types: soluble and insoluble. Okay. The soluble means that it, it attracts water and makes like a gel-like substance, right? And the insoluble is more things like um, it bulks your stool. Okay, like oh. like asparagus. Right, right. But they both add bulk to the stool. They both the soluble makes a beautiful sponge. Right. Okay, and it moves with ease okay? throughout your digestive system. Yes, and that's the key because eating those sugars and eating things that don't have that fiber rushes through your system. Yes, which creates irritation in the fiber, in the lining of your of your colon. Correct. Um, yes, the. Um, the bulk, what I, what I want to talk about, the bulk of the fiber also, what it does when it makes that sponge, it absorbs debris. Oh. So when you think of a sponge like wiping your counter, you have to think of that inside your body. That sponge is absorbing excess fat, saturated fat, bile mm-hmm. that you make, make in the liver. It's, a, it's kind of like your garbage disposal. Wow. And it's carrying all of that out of the body. So that's why fiber, it plays so many roles in the body and very important because then you make that sponge and it moves i want you to think about your colon like a woman's stocking huh okay yeah so what happens when we stretch and strain a woman's stocking too much right we can get rips and tears well that's what that beautiful sponge does when you eat fiber it moves beautifully through the colon doesn't stretch and strain it and and makes us have a a wonderful bowel movement and that's so important for colorectal health it's incredible you know um, thank you for tying this in because i think these little tips people don't understand that whole process and they said why am i eating more fiber why why all this fiber now what about a fiber supplement do you recommend that at all ever to someone or absolutely so what i what i try to get my patients to do is is mainly get their fiber from their food because right. don't forget when you're eating the fiber in the food you're also getting the protein the vitamins the minerals the water and all that's really essential for the body if for some reason you're not a big fruit vegetable grain bean nut and seed eater right then yes and you're not getting reaching your fiber requirement then i would recommend taking a fiber supplement. a fiber supplement yes. if it's some especially people on the go that aren't always preparing their foods for the morning and the yes. afternoon and maybe later before we get closer to the end, the one of the one of the things we like to do with the Spirit of Women program is talk about the one thing, the one takeaway, one thing we can do, right? So we've yes. talked a lot about grams of this and, and grams mm-hmm. of that, and how do we keep track of that? So what's your recommendation to, to your patients? So, so the takeaway, I think, is to try to... Reach your fiber requirement, okay, 21 to 25 grams for women, 30 to 38 for men. And it can be very easy by just eating um, a lot of fruits, vegetables, grains, beans, nuts, and seeds with also lean meat protein, lean cuts of meat, right, Mm -hmm. and low-fat dairy. And how do we keep track of that? Basically, what you're trying to do is you're trying to have... I, I, the recommendations now, when you go to my plate, try myplate.org. So what is that? Like a, a uh, it's a website? Yes, it's a government website. Wow. And it teaches us, you can put, you can customize it. You put wow. in your, um, you can put in your name, your weight, your height, and it will tell you all the servings that you need, your fiber requirement, all your servings of foods that you need on a daily basis. So it's kind of keeping a daily log for yes. you online. Absolutely. So myplate.org. And also try some of the apps that are out there. My Fitness Pal is a great app. You can um, put your calories in, and you can have it follow you. For you can enter foods that you're thinking of eating, and it will help you. Wow, that's really 
we have so much more to talk about, but we have two minutes left. So I want to make sure that we let people know how to get a hold of you. So you are part of our St. Mary's Hospital team, and you're part of our nutritional services team, which is located at 133 Scoville in our medical office building. Yeah. Right? And and can someone reach you? Is there a phone number? They yes, can please out? call us. Our number is 203-709-3791. And do they need a referral from a physician? Yes, we need a referral from your primary physician to our office. And you guys can work with them on how to maintain a healthy lifestyle and proper nutrition. And it is covered by insurance, but you have to have a diagnosis, correct? Yes. So if someone's pre-diabetic or yeah. I'm sure you see some gestational diabetes patients. Everything. And heart disease, heart weight disease. loss, type Perfect. 1 and type 2 diabetes, gestational, weight loss, obesity, everything. And, we're, and we'd be happy to work with you. That's awesome. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. It's my pleasure. Great, great, great guest. And we look, I think we may need to bring Pam back. So we're going to need to bring you back, Pam. You're going to, can I, can I book you for an evening one where we have a full hour? Absolutely. So awesome. And it is Nutrition Awareness Month, too. I neglected to say that. Jennifer Clement, our, our communication specialist, is dinging me here on my phone. Don't forget to say. So, yes, it's National Nutrition Month as well as Colorectal Health Awareness Month. So this was very timely. Again, thank you so much for having us. If you want to learn more about the services, please go on our website, stmh.org, and Type in the box there, Nutritional Services, and everything will pop up and give you the contact number, which I will also give out to you, 203-709-3791. So, Pam, again, thank you so much for joining us. And Pam will be at a lot of our events coming up. So we have our Spirit of Women events coming up and our Sparkle event, which is the big one at the Arquitur, save the date, March 10th. So I will. Pam will be there with a table from our Nutrition Counseling Center, and you can have a one-on-one. Excellent. Have a great day, everyone. Have a great day. So, again, Again, thank you for joining us, Robin Sill, St. Mary's Hospital. I'll be back this Wednesday with another topic on a colorectal awareness with our um, di- a genetic uh, counselor and APRN, Yvonne Ruddy-Stein. So please join me for that. Have a great weekend.